experimenters, when he captured them, now there's a significance in this. In the Old Testament, all the battles and everything which is fought, it was not just a battle between kings, but it was also the battle between who the kings worshipped. So the symbolism is, if I take the vessel from your temple and keep it in my temple, your God is diminished. So that level of symbolism also happened in the capture of Jerusalem. And the last bit, um, last bit is in this verse which I want to see is this. It says, So the person who handed over Jerusalem and the vessels is God. So let's park this, but just we'll come back. Let's play this in the background. So the first point on capture of Jerusalem is it was not that uh, it was a collateral thing. It's a collateral effect. And when he did that, he took a symbol of God from the temple to put it in their temple to just to demonstrate that they were under him. And third is, Nehemiah nature is also very smart. He picked up all the young people uh, who are brilliant, who are from the noble blood, who were supposedly the future of Jerusalem and took them captive into Babylon. And why is he doing that? Very smart, because if you pick them and indoctrinate them, you continue to rule over the future. And plus you also send a very strong message to Jerusalem that your future is taken away. Right? So if you really look at capture of Jerusalem, it's completely collateral. It was not a Torukapata war. And it is about taking your symbol of God and putting it in my temple and saying you are inferior. And it is also saying your future is taken away. Right? So that's the key crux of capture of Jerusalem. The Babylonian system of indoctrination. Okay, and I just want to uh, read um, three and four. Apoor the Israel puttire kulle rajak kulatwar adalam okay. Sila vali pari kondu varu. Nala dosmo. Avar garikke kaldiye erin yedutteyum paasheyum katru kurukum raja tani pradani garin thalevanagiye aspes asbein asbeinavuk kattitan. So what is indoctrination? They are doing indoctrination in three aspects. They are changing the name. They are asking them to educate and learn into their system. And they are asking them to change the food. And supposedly Daniel refused to eat that food. Right? Now if you really look at this context, right, and apply it back to where we live today, you can consider name to be an identity. Okay? And food to be all the beautiful things, worldly things which Satan is giving us. And education system to be the new ways of working, new worldly ways of working. So as we live today also, we also crave for a worldly identity, right? That we want to be known in the world. So we also crave for, you know, being very knowledgeable, understanding the new ways of the world, worldly education. And we also want to be accepted and receive all these gifts. So Daniel given the challenge of name, education, or new education, because you already well learned, education and food is the same set of challenges we also face in our lives today. Now, why did Daniel pick up 
a fight on food. So, you have to say, why do you make a big deal of a small thing? Right? Food. And now, if you have to make a big deal, just get it and take a bite, right? But, so what does this mean? This means faithfulness is a journey and it starts with being faithful to Lord in small things. We have to make a big deal about things which innocuously look small. I talked about name, I talked about food and I talked about education. Daniel accepted the name. Right? They kept the name Telchastar Aurendo Samila. He was more than willing to learn. In fact, there is a Vasana which says, Kattari Unnum Boshitare Nyanapunarami, I think Pariyadalapana Vasana Samila. But he took the challenge on food. Now, why food? Two aspects. One is, Jews eat only kosher meat. Whereas, in the world, it's non-kosher. Second, a king's royal food, Adhanam Padakke Pattu, Makka Matta Kadavalilukku Padakke Pattu, Adhanam Bujala Manna Pattu, Kuruka Pattu. So, he doesn't want to take that. I don't think Daniel was routing to be a vegetarian, right? So that's the message I'm giving. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, it is more, it's more about how that food is coming from, right? And the second aspect is, uh, So food is an absolute symbol of being in communal integration with somebody. Food is a food and culture are very two sides of the same coin. When you get into that, you embrace yourself into it. You, have, you become integrated and become part of it. So exactly on that point, he didn't want to go away from God. So the doctrine is very clear. The doctrine is they want you to be identified along with the Babylonians. So they give you the name. They want you to be well versed within the system of Babylonian. So they educate you and the third element is you might think they're just feeding you because they've been brought here but the fact that they're giving you the king's food simply means that they are actually making you one among them and that is why he fought against the food then fight against the rest of the two elements. Now either one of the important second background message which we need to keep in the background is Daniel Daniel Raja Vim Bojanathi Nalum Three things are there. One, in this eighth verse, he says, whatever you're going to give us, will, uh, it will make me sinful. So he's not giving uh, food allergy, meat allergy, he's not giving. He's very truthful about trying to represent trying to represent that this will come and in theater. You know the purity of purity The second thing is what I love it most. Okay, always when we are trying to act, there has to be a bridge between your heart and your brain. Right? And this bridge is so fundamental uh, for us uh, to stay sane. 
uh, we live in a world where the exposure to knowledge is significant and we read a lot of stuff which means our idea of the entire gospel can become slammed and we become very cerebral, cerebral about theology without becoming spiritual about theology and that risk is very evident in the current lives so how do we avoid that risk is to not be cerebral always because most of your actions are driven cerebrally but the intent comes from your heart so your bridge between your heart and your brain should be strong so that's why before even he conveys to the head of UNEX that I don't want this, he says, So he has purposed his mind that I'm not going to do it. So he's decided, come what me. Now it's all about executing certain actions to achieve his objective. So it is, was not eating that food was no longer an option, but a decision. What was he was trying to do is to find out whether there are ways in which he can get it done. So, I think even for a worldly lessons for us, emotion and action and Allah Pirichivar is taking a decision so you are very clear. So, number one, the clarity of mind would operate pannuna, sometimes action and emotion is yet to or So, I think clarity of thought comes from having a having purpose to your heart and then you're clear this is the decision right and then it's all about trying to take those actions right so that is another very beautiful way he mentions about it so on the bridge, we have photos and we have Hare Rama Hare Krishna poetry. They were singing their, their slogans and they were walking. I just happened to turn and I just made one eye contact one of, to one of that Hare Rama Hare Krishna person. The eye contact on the what that guy did, he just walked towards me and suddenly he gave me one laddu. And you know the excitement of being in that bridge, not thinking of what I was doing, I stretched out my hand and I talk, took that laddu from his hand. And the moment I took it, then Atta was like, he looked at me, my brother, my sister, everybody looked at me and I'm like, for a moment I said, what did I do? I stretched out my hand and I took that laddu and the laddu is there in my hand. I'm like, what did I do now? After what did I do now? The laddu I put it on in the river. And of course there's a river beneath. So on the river I put it in it. The guy, you know, the two guys got really offended. Then for them, it's, you know, prasadam or holy. I just put it and he got so wild at me. He shouted at me. How can you do this? You just put it and all that. For a moment, first I was so guilty because I, the first moment I stretched out my hand without knowing anything, without thinking what I was doing and the second thing was that guy shouting and then my brother came uh, you know, to defend me from them my brother was like, you wonder is it me why did you give it? he was scolding me, in fact, I said I don't know, I don't know and I made this eye contact with him and he did dance away. Then it was my brother, my brother said, he, then that guy said, you know what, my, our God is going to punish you for this. And Tambi is even more, uh, you know, into, uh, uh, the, he said, let me see how, my, how your God punishes me. 
uh, we can have a debate right now on this bridge of being so late and all. So he was like, uh, nothing of your words or your things will come upon us because we know whom we serve and whom we believe. I mean, that the bridge last time I would have cried, cried, cried so much to God to give. forgiveness you know sometimes namak theriyame namak sila karyangal senjiru and then we could we would repent so much la we know that who our true god is nam enna chinnadilende we been brought up like that and all that and that moment was a very regretful moment for me actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that that explains the next point and thank you good segue to the next one but if you really look at daniel after he's made up his mind he actually makes a request to he doesn't throw any tantrums uh, sometimes we think standing up for christ means we wearing christ on our sleeves amma nariya karyangala paapom apdi nariya perude voice perasa you know you want to become martyr for a cause it's fine but the way we stand up and becoming martyr for a cause sometimes we try to make everybody around us being very uncomfortable and martyr so I think one of the things is his approach was being very, uh, very courteous in the way he approaches. So I think one of the things which I also be, felt looking at it is, if you have to stand up for Christ, you need not be obnoxious. So if you go and look at it, he says, "Devan Daniyalikku pradhani galin thalayin edatte thalayum girakkum kirekkum badi seeda." This is once again the second background, which I want. The first time I said is, "Kathar upurda." ஒருத்தர் avangala devana kudutha so i think this whole book of daniel will also emphasize to us that god is really in control and you will see it explicitly in multiple times okay so if i go back to the four blocks which i said capture of jerusalem and then the babylonian system of indoctrination or you know getting everybody so let's remember name education food and how he took a fight on the food and why he took a fight on the food so that from from clarity perspective the indoctrination was driven from look at the king for everything i'm giving you the name i'm giving the education i'm not giving you the food and they chose not to do that and they chose to do it on the right one and not on the other two ones because this is the one which actually where they were actually disobeying god now starting verse 9 onwards till about uh, i think uh, till verse 17 it's about being faithful and finding favor right for finding favor already solita number devan daniyalukku pradhanigalin thalainadathu daivum irakkum kadikkumbadi seiga so adu panitte padukke i think daniel was very courageous by courageous by a saying exactly that he doesn't want to treat to pacify his body and he requested that guy to be accommodative and that guy says hey you know what my king is ruling over us and if he finds out he will behead me 
and then Daniel very smartly, this is where I think the detachment of emotion to action helps. He clearly understands now who do I have to deal with? Do I still have to deal with the, uh, the chief of the Enochs or the butler who's appointed to me? So very clearly he says, so he actually rather than dealing with the chief of the next, he talks to the person who is in in effect and he gives them a nice solution which he says no grandstanding. Ten days try pani It's very easy to. So this is really a worldly lesson for us. So whenever we are in a confrontational conflict zone, make your decision with the heart very clear. What you want to do. But that does not mean to be the force in which you have to enact. Your enactment could be like peeling the onion, step by step, to achieve your objective. Sometimes when the number decision is emphasized through our actions, make the decision so strong that you put the decision on your heart, and the actions should be a plan so that you achieve your objective. So Adan Daniel Panirgar. Now Ida Sabudu, I didn't stick to his stand. That's emotion and decision. I got something. He just played with them, engaged with them, gave them action. Right? So that also tells him how courteous he is in the whole scheme of things. So you feed us this and see how it is. And then we know the story. For the ten days they are fed and they both they look more beautiful, they are they are more brilliant and they all of that. Now in that I wanted to disconnect the food to the brilliance, right? Because I don't want to be a vegetarian. <laughs> so, <laughs> because somewhere there has to be some dealing with it. So that's where if you go to Exodus 23-25. So, so if you go to somebody, Exodus 23-25. So basically, if you serve the Lord, the God will bless your food. Since the God has blessed the food, either way, you're okay. So I think the whole emphasis is sometimes among the park uh, Christian vegetarians will use this passage to drive the vegetarian <laughs> message. But I think it's okay. But in the whole message is very, very clear that he took the battle on what seemed very innocuous, which is food. He had a clear rational about it because food was not pure. Plus, kind of means someone that So he just took the battle very, very clear on that. And still they came out very brilliant in their looks and their thoughts and their knowledge because they served the Lord, God blessed the food and it helped them. And there's another very important verse also, which also says, in the so this is just the first verse. So which means, once again, since they honored the God, God blessed the food, and the food gave them good nourishment and health. 
since they honored the god god educated them not the food everything right because all of that the babylonian culture was trying back to integrate into my culture i you get all of this so they took it to one level up since they served the lord well the god gave them knowledge now what about name we talk about name food and uh, education the kadasi vasangala paakumbodhu when the king interviews them he finds them 10 times more knowledgeable than any of this so adoru varana peru so clearly babylonian indoctrination was also pillared around three things unoda naamam enna unoda andha vali prakarangal the vali education and third is the communal part of it and since they broke it very clearly god bless them i think that's the reward and the last verse also tells something that he ruled till king cyrus which is what carol was mentioning multiple kings have come and gone and these babylonian kings are tyrants ena in the yudavoda rajavoda payana munadiye konnu avan kanna eduthan so that the last living memory of sight for a king should be the murder of his son so abulapetta kudramana rajakal mathila he still was there which was a blessing and the second thing is once again verse 17 pathina ஒரு <laughs> we talked about the capture we talked about the indoctrination we talked about how faithful he was and he found favor for that and being faithful he got rewarded both in education and in name right so these are these are the four things we saw and i said about three things which we will talk about right so three things which i felt we should talk about which kind of builds on top of these four pillars god is in control okay explicita pasana rendu 9 10 la paathinga rendu la katta tha erusalem avar kai vekkadukkar ஒன்பதுல <laughs> second is um, uh, blessed for their uh, faithfulness i mean the blessing which daniel received now what is blessing i think i wanted i debated just with god right see i think i'm blessed now what is i'm blessed is it i'm blessed with car i'm blessed with uh, healthy life is that the blessing what is blessed what is blessing happiness so i think blessing is a state of logical being right and a state of that logical being's manifestation is all these rewards gifts rewards miracles and everything i am blessed it's a state of logical being right so in our computer program so logically or class file instantiate panita bro ona instantiate panadha idu the state of logical being is blessing right So you can't clearly put a funnel and say, I am a good witch, I am blessed. No, you are blessed because of the good witch. It doesn't go the other way. This is a master class. Right? So 
state of blessing. So I think blessing in my view is, is a logical being where God blesses you. And when you are blessed, one of the things which happen with you is you find favor. Right? You find favor and when you find favor, it's up to you to, to make use of that. Right? So in the Yartra Patina on the Daniel, because he stood for God, he was blessed. He found favor with the chief of units. And because he found favor with the chief of units, he was smart enough to devise a nice step-by-step -step plan to convert it for a situation. So I think that's the second thing. And the last thing is a very interesting verse, which I want to give and then I give a segue into something, which is uh, verse 20, which says, now, very, very important. I think knowledge and wisdom and magic and astrology. So, in Old Testament, in all the kings which had uh, non God as a believers, their courts were filled with people of astrology and magicians. Right? So I think the true knowledge, the roots of true wisdom and knowledge is found only in God. And I think that's a very important takeaway for us from here. And knowledge and wisdom and understanding always will beat magic and astrology. So on the courts it was uh, it was fascination, Pugasi stuff, but not deep learning and deep understanding. And I think that is a big thing. Now, if you know that number of people, wise man is the wise man is the sastriya. So, Christianity ko astrology ko How did the birth of Christ got known to them as astrology? It's a question. Right? Now, if you go back and look at it, Moab Raja Pin Kalatila and I forgot what they were saying, the Sabika Kukuan. Nayam, 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 and he will also use the word Sefer, which is supposed to be something very bright and the king's inheritance. Now, if you come back and cut back to New Testament, it says the three wise men were looking at the star and were following the star. The star was moving from north to south, east to west, and finally it came from Bethlehem and stood still. And if you all know a little bit of uh, science, the world would have collapsed if a star stood still over a location and if it is oscillating like that. So in reality, I think what they saw, at least there are a lot of commentary who say this, is the Shekinah glory, which is a light which they saw. Now, how were these astrologers from the East informed of the Shekinah glory? Is because of Leam, because Leam was also an astrologer, and whatever he said is also documented. And if you go back and look at that Leam, he actually lived in the river which is next to Babylon. Once again, history. Now, all the astrological writings are always astrologers' writings and it is passed on. So whatever he said as a prophecy got written by an astrologist which got followed by these three wise men, astrologists. 
So the point I'm trying to bring you in is, I think it's clearly when you talk about wisdom and knowledge and understanding, deeply rooted in God. And anything else is all about my and magic, right? So that's the one tangent which I want to take. And just to close, uh, is uh, I wrote some th stuff like this. I said, blessing, favor, uh, gift and reward, faithfulness, God is in control. I mean, a lot of these words. We tweeted the 140 words for Ramadi. Uh, but we talk, we spoke about it. So I think blessing, which he said, feeling blessed, is all about you finding favor in God. And when you serve the Lord who is in control, you will be blessed. And manifestation of that blessing is your reward. And if you anchor yourself on the blessing, therefore serve the Lord, you don't have to worry about any of the rewards. Right? And I think, so the title for us is blessed to be a blessing. So whenever we talk about blessing, we straight away take the physical element of it, forgetting the logical. I think blessing needs to be elevated to the logical being, and that logical being is to serve the Lord. And stand fast for it. So that is uh, that is what we want to share. Daniel chapter two. So in the first animal I said okay, I will read through it. See what it tells. It's a big chapter. Actually, it's quite a big chapter. And each verse has something to say. Each verse literally had something to say. Uh, interpretations could be different. Uh, Bible study, in a, my, my preference has always been discussion. Everybody's free to say what they feel about that particular verse. So, I read through the Daniel chapter 2. And... Uh, one thing that came across when I did some references, Jesus Christ Himself, right? And this is the only book, only book that I that I know I know of. That Jesus Christ Himself acknowledged the fact of what happened in Daniel, or what's written in Daniel. Little bit of history uh, is Daniel apparently wrote it. I'm uh, sorry, Daniel wrote it as things came to his memory. It is. It said that it wasn't sequential. He wrote the book as in what he thought about and what's said in Daniel is evident in history. So there's no dispute. There's absolutely no dispute or point of ambiguity left as far as Daniel is concerned for this book, right? Now, um, just to do a quick reference on what Christ has said about Daniel, Matthew 24:15, he states, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation which was spoken through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place the mention of Daniel is there right another cross reference to that is Mark 13 uh, Daniel Christ in, in the entire book uh, mentions about the uh, abomination of desolation 927 1131 and 1211 okay, uh, so that's the very brief on Daniel how, how Daniel's book has been written uh, now I'll come straight away to chapter 2 and little before chapter 2 
I would thank uh, the way Johnson has put across General One, right? A lot of information that stayed with her, with me at least, the way he preached it. A couple of things that came out was some of the keywords when you see for Daniel. Daniel's name was changed, right? They were captured, they were brought to Babylon, and their names were changed. A very nice explanation was given by Johnson. I'm uh, just going to go through the meaning of each of these, right? Daniel, the, it means God is my judge. The name that was given to him is Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar means Beltes protected, protect the king. Beltes is again a Babylonian god. Next was Hananiah. The, the meaning means Jehovah was Jehovah has given. The name that was given to him is Sadrach, which means command of Aku in Akkadian. Aku is the name of the Babylonian god of moon. So again, next is Michel. Michel means who is like God. The name that was given was Meshach. Meshach, which is who is what Aku is. Azariah, who Jehovah helps, was given the name Abednego. Abednego, sorry. Servant of Nebo. Who is Nebo? Nebo is a Babylonian god of wisdom. Right? We notice this across. This is something that happens and has been happening and I think might happen for some more time. Is whenever we capture or somebody gets comes in, we give them our culture. We try to give them our culture, our names. This happens even in Christianity. Whenever somebody converts, right, we land up giving them biblical names. Or the names that are in the Bible, not truly understanding what that name actually means. So this is something that happens. We, we, we give biblical names. A point of thought, not for debate, at least not in the, right now, is by giving a Bible name, does it make them better Christians? It's something we all should think. I, I personally hold the view that we need to hold on what, is, what he came from. I don't think so changing a name changes, makes me a better person or a Christian. But that's something that we all can open up to, right? Um, you want to pick up Daniel chapter 1? Okay. So, very quick brief on chapter 2. And we'll go elaborate this. The first time I read chapter 2, right? The first person who came to my mind was Irutimana uh, application. Right? <laughs> Uh, basically because the story is the king has a dream a very 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 powerful king has a dream he can't remember the dream but the dream has disturbed him so he's calling his wise men saying tell me my dream tell me what it means otherwise you're dead very simple there's nothing to be confused about so that's why suddenly Vadigal came to my mind that uh, <laughs> right? That, you don't know what is this, you don't know what to answer, and now you fear for your own life. That's pretty much what, what was there, right? That's the crux of chapter 2. Daniel comes in and Daniel gives the meaning. He, he's able to talk to God, he's able to find the dream, interpret the dream, thank God, and move on. So that's chapter 2 for you in a very quick brief. Uh, you want to start with? Okay, uh, so I'm going with verse one, right? I'm going to read it. If you have your Bibles or phones in our case, just keep the chapter open. We will go through it part by part. Tamil language. Tamil language. 